Welcome to Leadership Conversations, a podcast by the Sustainability Board Report. Join us as we engage in conversations with business and civil society leaders, educators and advisors discussing the role of sustainable leadership in today's world. The Sustainability Board Report is an independent, not-for-profit project. We aim to showcase different dimensions of sustainable business leadership and corporate governance. We publish reports to help individual leaders, organizations and investors to understand the changing landscape of environmental, social and governance factors. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Leadership Conversations. I am Helena Guðjónsdóttir, and I am a project manager at the Sustainability Board Report, also known as TSBR. I am joined today with Frederick Otto, the founder of TSBR, and we had a fantastic guest on today's episode, but we spoke with Rachel Derenzi-Chenner. Frederick, it would be great to hear before we start a bit more about how you got to know Rachel. Yes, of course. And um, Rachel is a consultant and head of sustainability of Egon Zender, which is one of the premier executive search and board assessment companies. And Egon Zender really has been a contributor to our projects from day one. I recall when we started some, you know, three years ago, we reached out to quite a few leadership advisory companies, a few corporate governance advisors, and so on. And Egon Zender was really engaged and really liked the narrative that we're trying to create of boards and board directors individually having to pay more attention to sustainability and do better in terms of ESG preparedness, consciousness, and competence. And so two partners of Egon Zender contributed one of the first essays to our 2019 flagship report, and we have been engaging with them ever since. And when I was reaching out to Egon Zender about a comment on this year's The Sustainability Board Report 2021, they were asking me if I'd be interested to speak to Rachel, and we've decided to put her on the podcast. She's got a great message. She's talking about more individual capabilities and individual responsibilities, rather than the usual, you know, sort of business strategy piece, which is, of course, important. But it was really great how she is sort of navigating the leadership challenges that the sustainability narrative brings with it. Helena, what were the main pieces that you were taking away from the interview? Yeah, it was great to speak with Rachel overall, but it was very inspirational to learn about her background and her journey to sort of where she is today and how her take on what it means to be a leader has changed through time. Um, She spoke of this concept, you know, serve to lead and taking care of others that she learned early on in her career. And I think that's something that a lot of us can take on, and I for sure will from today's conversation. And additionally, Rachel also shared some interesting insights from her recent project with the Financial Times, which was sort of a survey of priorities of corporate leaders which I think many of our listeners will really enjoy hearing when she shares some insights and some data later on in our conversation. Absolutely, Helena. I'd say let's go straight into the interview then. Our guest today is an expert in leadership and sustainability with a stunning career. Rachel Derenzi Channer leads the sustainability practice of Egon Zender, one of the world's leading executive search leadership and board advisory firms. Rachel spent 12 years in the British Royal Army, and a large part of her military career was spent focusing on leadership and development. 
She subsequently moved into Schneider Electric UK and Ireland as head of strategy implementation. And prior to Egon Zender, Rachel led the material consultancy business at Avon Rubber with a focus on driving sustainability. Rachel, I'm very much looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks for taking the time. It's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for having me. I must admit, I'm personally absolutely fascinated by your background. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about your leadership and sustainability journey? And of course, keen to learn more about the current work that you are doing. Sure. So I grew up in an army family, lived across the world, very little imagination when it came to my first job. So I went to university and then I joined the army. At the military academy, I think this is you know, this is where you become a leader. And what struck me there was the motto that any British army officer will tell you is really talked about a lot at the academy is serve to lead. This notion of of doing the right thing, taking care of others, I think is what we also find today in a lot of the drivers around sustainability is leading in a different way. So I feel like my my career has perhaps come full circle in the sense of starting with serve to lead and now really helping clients find the right leaders. You know, and that's not just sustainability leaders, that's leaders of sustainable businesses. So that's my my perspective on uh, serve to lead. Very important and integral. After my 12 years in the British Army, I went to a company called Invensys in strategy and really enjoyed looking at business models. And and I think this is, again, where we're looking at sustainability today. We are looking at leaders who can integrate sustainability into their business models. Sometimes that's adaptation, you know, in in minor ways, and sometimes it's real transformation. So that sort of Invensys and Schneider Electric time also introduced me to the energy transition and really businesses trying to make the connection with the internet of things, the use of technology uh, to, you know, have, have smarter businesses. So I came to Egon Zender and my sort of my passion for sustainability has, has really almost coincided with my, I suppose, with the world's interest in sustainability. The, The last two to three years, Clients have have taken it on board. There's much more conversation around it. And I'm spending more time in this space with boards, with uh, clients, both, you know, from the private sector and non-governmental organizations as well. So it's nice to have my work coinciding with my passion. Excellent. And I'm very curious about how you feel sustainability leadership has evolved But before that, I'm very interested as well, how is the leadership approach? Let's park sustainability for a moment. How does the leadership approach differ between the military and private business, if at all? I think in the military, one of the things we, we learn is mission command. It's understanding the bigger picture, what the ultimate objective is, and then really being very clear about what your role is in delivering that. And I think that's something that actually, you know, businesses are seeking to do today. And it's also, we have more and more clients who are being very clear about their purpose and connecting that. And leaders' roles quite often is to, A, inhabit the the values of the business, 
but also to help the organization and everyone in it understand their role, you know, to connect their purpose and, and their energy with the ultimate goal of the business. And I think historically that was always defined in very clear shareholder deliverables. I think now the conversation is getting broader in terms of what is the purpose of a, of a business or a corporation. I would assume that in your role now in Egon Sender, one of the biggest part is probably speaking to people all day, every day, talking about leadership and sustainability. Do you feel the narrative has changed over the last couple of years? And if so, what is the trajectory that we are on now? And where do you think we will be, say, in 10 years time from now? I definitely agree. The narrative has changed. The discussion has changed. I think earlier it was reactive, perhaps. How do we comply? I think today it's much more proactive. Where are the opportunities? How do we articulate this? How do we transition from where we were to where we're going? And I think that opens up for leadership a sort of uh, an invitation to be bold. I think, you know, my, my personal perspective our industrial sort of legacy about efficiency and silos has made us think about leadership in quite strict ways. You know, these are my boundaries and this is what I do. The challenges we face in the sustainability arena, they're systemic. We need different types of leaders. We need leaders who are orchestrators, who don't feel that they are subject matter experts They have to enable others and connect across. And I think that's a change. You know, it used to be, who do we need to solve this? Now there's a bit more about a mindset change. How do we get someone, and it could be a chief sustainability officer, it could be someone else, to go across the C-suite to make this agenda part of the business, to integrate it be bold right and I've just yes. written that down it's it, it's a great word that sums it up really can yeah. you think of an example of bold leadership or perhaps a project that you were involved with probably not a specific project but the conversations that we're having as well with boards and about the role of them as as stewards of the business And this connection with the CEO to empower the CEO to deliver what's required. And it's almost, it's like, you know, one can't work without the other. And this support that goes on. And, and it, again, it's, it's almost breaking free of the constraints that we've had before in that conversation, CEO and board. And there is no right answer. I think boards and our conversations with CEOs and business leaders There is no right answer. We're used to looking for a template of success and importing it and you know, following the instructions. We're in a world now where you, can t you bring the outside in, and this is why boards have such value and advisory boards as well, bringing the outside in and really helping companies shape their own story because it's about culture, it's about leaders, and that's very specific to an organization. So, yeah. No, I think that's a great answer. It makes me very happy. 
uh, because here at the Sustainability Board report, of course, uh, we are great advocates for the board mm. needs to step up as well and yes. needs to get the yes. head around this, yes. right? And this okay. is becoming increasingly so. We're hearing much more from boards wanting to bring the outside in. And so they have to. Right. So let's get some data on this. I know that you conducted a survey with the Financial Times in regards to sustainability leadership. So can you tell us a little bit more about what this survey is about and what the key findings are? Sure. So our purpose was really to get to the leadership aspects of this, not the performance metrics, but really what's holding you back? What do you think of this agenda? Who owns it? And interestingly, you know, we had 60% of our respondents were C-suite or board level. And I think probably 68% said it was a strong strategic priority. And that's very interesting because we've also done a large CEO survey, which said, yes, it's important. But when rated against other priorities, it came out very low. So we're seeing that CEOs are in a difficult position. They are caught between divergent and diverging views. Short-term shareholder returns, long-term sustainability for their businesses and the energy transition. And sometimes there is this struggle to to map the difference or address both. So we're seeing in two of our surveys a common theme of challenge What's holding some companies back? Short-term perspectives. What is the, the key drivers? Company purpose came first. Customer demand came second. And personal leadership purpose came third. So there's a lot about the leaders themselves in this. Yeah, and it needs the authenticity of leaders as well to drive the conversation, right? Yes. So you've just mentioned purpose. You are probably the best person to ask this. In your regular conversations with leaders, how well do you think they are doing really embracing that uh, new sentiment of corporate purpose? I think there's a challenge. I think there's a challenge between articulation and living the values. And I think CEOs are in a really difficult position again here. And I think we've had lots of statements, you know, public statements. We've just had COP26 with commitments and things like that. There is a danger of green froth. And and I think this is where the personal leadership of a CEO living the values, making sure that the, the company behaves in the right way through internally, externally with their supply chain. So coming back to the survey uh, yes. results and the survey findings, are there any plans to do something about it? Or may I ask, do you have any projects in the pipeline to tackle what your leaders in this survey have told you? So we are definitely going to be more uh, engaged with our audience on this. We'll be producing more material to spark the conversation. But I think also with our board effectiveness reviews, you know, it's something to really raise on those opportunities to really discuss. With our diversity work, your report certainly highlighted the opportunity for diverse voices here. And this is something where we need to look at leadership differently. We have some work going on about what does transformational leadership look like? What are the component parts? How would you recognize it? 
it's harder to judge leaders in our role when it's about orchestrating others. It, it's almost easier to judge people individually. What have you done personally? What are your personal stories? If you're orchestrating others, there is a danger that we could overlook people who could be incredibly successful in this space. So we need to change as much as everybody else needs to change. That's very true. Rachel, I want to move on to two questions that we are asking all our guests um, in this podcast. And the first one is, can you think of a transformative leadership moment that you have encountered or perhaps a story of a particular leader that has made a huge impact on either yourself or society at large? I started off telling you I was in, in the army and there are some great things about it, but there is a template of what a good leader looks like. And as a female, that's quite difficult to live up to sometimes. And I have spent a lot of my career trying to live up when I uh, live up to other templates. We talk now a lot more about authentic leadership and the colleague coaching I have received at Egon Zender has really enabled me to recognize myself to be the best leader that I can be, not measured against an external template. And that for me has been a real mindset change. What's my role? Where's my passion? Not how am I measuring against my own perception of a, a template of success? That's a great answer. It's very true, actually, because often we think about, you know, how can I copy someone else's approach? But that yes. probably doesn't get you anywhere, really, does it? Exactly. Okay, Rachel, and now we're trying to get some free leadership advice. Can you think of a, one piece of advice that you think is pivotal for every leader who wants to approach a more positive societal impact? What is the one thing that leaders really have to do now? goes back to when I, start, when I think we first started talking. We have a big transition, big challenge for all of us. You know, it doesn't matter public sector, private sector, big challenge. We need to work out, leaders themselves, what is your role in this transition? How do you help others find their role in this transition? I, I think it's actually deceptively difficult. I, I think it's really hard because my role, I'm never going to create technology that is going to solve something. But I can find great leaders and put them into great companies and have a ripple effect. How do we get others to create ripples in their organizations when I speak to people and they are connected to what is important to them and they know their role in something bigger there's an energy there's a connection it's visible fair enough I think one also has to be honest that it's not an easy task right it's Agreed. a it's a huge endeavor ahead of us and probably in every industry Yes, agreed. But there's also a danger of feeling it's too big and we can't tackle it. We can all, you know, start the conversation, be involved. We are all consumers. And the second driving force for companies making change is consumers. And we are all consumers. Rachel, I think that was an amazing closing. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you very much. It was great to speak to you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership Conversations. To follow our work and learn more about our reports, please check out our website, boardreport.org, and sign up to our newsletter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Details can be found in the podcast description. 